Welcome to Hospitality Verse podcast, where we discuss all things hospitality tech related. If you want to get a quick digest of current trends, insights, use cases, or hear industry professionals' views and opinions on things like metaverse, NFTs, robots, and other innovations, this show is for you. All right, let's get started. Hi, welcome to another episode of Hospitality Verse. This is your host, Dominika Duziak. Today, I have a pleasure to talk to Ralph Mellis, co-founder of ExploreTech. ExploreTech is a new digital marketplace connecting hospitality and travel tech providers with the industry professionals. Now, I think we all love the concept of online marketplaces, right? They're designed to make our lives easier. If you work in hospitality or travel sector, ExploreTech will be your one-stop shop for all things tech-related. If you're looking for a solution, you can find it and compare it on the platform. But you can also receive a subject matter expert advice that will basically help you improve your business without necessarily talking to specific vendors. On the other hand, if you are a vendor, by positioning your product portfolio on ExploreTech platform, you can immediately boost your brand visibility audience engagement, and lead generation. So in this episode, Rolf tells me what inspired himself and his team to create ExploreTech, how the platform evolves, and what features they're adding to support the users and the vendors. We also discuss hospitality tech um, trends and innovations, taking a temperature check on the metaverse and blockchain developments, which, as you know, is my favorite topic. Enjoy! Hi, Ralph. Hi, good morning. How are you? Very good, Dominique. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm well, thanks. I'm very happy you're here. And hey, congrats on the launch of your new platform or upgraded platform, right? You've just launched uh, the new website. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's our uh, brand new iteration of the platform. Uh, after we launched our MVP in Feb, we basically from the summer had been building internally a, a brand new platform. And that's that's live now. So thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I was I was keeping my fingers crossed. I like the previous one though, but but before we jump into the details, you know, of uh, what's the upgrade about, which I hope you're gonna tell me, uh, could you maybe explain a bit more about you know Explore Tech in general? What's that platform? How did you come up with that idea? Maybe first, and what you know. What problem does this platform solve? I understand it's a marketplace, mm-hmm. which is fantastic yeah. because we know, you know, we all love marketplaces because of the convenience, comparisons, etc. But, you know, how did you come up with the idea? What is that platform about? Who are your primary users? You know, just just give me, you know, the whole spiel. Sure, sure. Let me uh, let me explain to you in a nutshell what it's all about. So, um, Explortech is the first digital marketplace for hospitality and travel technology in the Middle East and Africa region. Um, it, it's really intended uh, to enable industry professionals to explore and source technology solutions um, via a, a comprehensive database and then uh, easily compare solutions using our native product comparison tool within the platform. Um, it empowers tech providers to uh, facilitate connections, you know, with a growing user base of industry professionals. And, you know, we provide access to extensive business support to those tech vendors as well. Um, why we really came up with this was, uh, and when, um, 
it was myself and co-founders who started discussing the idea and the pain points as COVID was hitting the industry, right? At the end of 2020, mm -hmm. uh, hospitality and travel was, of course, greatly affected. So uh, in early 2021, uh, we shook hands. We are four in our co-founding team. And uh, we started funding our platform into an MVP first, like I just said. And, you know, we followed that up with a second iteration of the platform, which is being, uh, which is launched this month. Um, what really, um, what really we wanted to address was that for people in the industry uh, who are um, basically looking for solutions, it's the, the information is very scattered, right? Uh, uh, across the web, right? Um, across mm -hmm. different vendor sites in different formats. Uh, some information is obscure and not, not really easily locatable. Um, and those professionals tend to be very time and resource poor to do the research themselves. Right. And they have, a um, a difficulty in identifying and comparing the right solutions to each other. Um, and then for the vendors, there are issues around, um, you know, it's, it's hard to reach the right target audience, especially when they're, uh, you know, abroad and not regionally based. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, they're always looking for better customer engagement and, you know, brand awareness is a, is a, is a key for thing, a key thing for them to achieve. Uh, right. So that's where we're really helping vendors with uh, in that sense. And those are really the main pain points which this uh, idea was founded from uh, and which we're addressing. There's, you know, many details which apply here, but uh, generally speaking, that's what it's about. Right. So you've got vendors or tech providers on one hand and then hospitality professionals. Yeah. I assume, would it be fair to describe them as IT um professionals or or IT it, managers or it varies are those different groups it, it varies a lot um because it depends on the type of technology which um you know mm -hmm. uh, is applicable so if i take an example in hospitality if we're talking about distribution technology like revenue management systems channel managers an IT manager of a hotel would rarely get involved in that, right? Uh, in terms of right, like, yeah. um, you know, doing vendor comparisons, et cetera. It's very much a sales and distribution uh, technology. But if you're talking about networking and uh, door lock uh, access control, uh, you know, guest room management systems, you will see that engineering and IT of a hospitality business gets involved there. So it, it really depends on the type of technology which is being sourced, uh, who the stakeholder is. So for us, we're not really saying that, okay, uh, our platform is only intended for IT professionals, for example, right? Because that's not the case, right? There are certain solutions which are very much about guest engagement uh, and related to marketing, for example, um, some are related, like I said, purely to sales and distribution. Uh, some are human resource and finance tools, for example, right? Um, so it's, uh, it varies a lot. And the stakeholders on the hospitality side as well, uh, sometimes if you're talking about um, regional chains or global brands, there are certain stakeholders within corporate offices who might be the sort of right people who are involved in this. But, you know, on the independent hotel level, it could be that uh, the owner of a hotel it, itself is involved in the decision-making process, right? And there might be a consultant to that owner, maybe an asset manager uh, who's involved. So 
the the stakeholders vary a lot depending on what you know what type of hospitality business it is. If it's independent, if it's a regional brand, if it's a global brand. Right. It sounds very it sounds very comprehensive. It looks like you're covering a lot of aspects uh, or a lot of areas of the hotel tech, right? Yeah. You're not focusing on a single vertical, but looking at it. Yeah, looking at uh, it holistically. holistically. Exactly, exactly. What yeah. we really wanted to uh, make sure of is that we create a platform where all of the relevant technology for hospitality is visible. And it's not just a particular niche segment of hospitality where people can come and explore on the platform what is out there, right? It, um, it, mm-hmm. a, a human resource manager of a hospitality business should be able to come onto the platform and find relevant solutions to their role, just like an IT manager or somebody in revenue management would do the same, in a sense. Um, and that's we're achieving that through something unique on our platform with buyer profiles uh, and business profiles where people can mark their tech stack. So somebody who is in human resource might not know what the exact tech stack of a hot, of their business is, right? But uh, yeah. somebody else in their business might have marked that already so that that human uh, HR manager or director or they don't have to think about like, hey, what is compatible with my current tech stack? Because that's already existing in their business profile. So they can navigate the platform knowing that, okay, when they look at solutions, they can immediately see, is this compatible? Yes or no, right? So they basically are much faster in finding relevant solutions for themselves that way. Uh, And that's really something which we're enabling in a unique way on our platform. Yeah, that 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 sounds amazing. It's, it just makes your life so much easier, right? And like you said, if you're in HR or, you know, you don't necessarily know what systems speak to each other and how difficult exactly. the integration is going to be. And, you know, if the platform can kind of, you know, give you that information based on a data that was populated by some other person for your organization, that's that's just making your life so much easier. Yeah. And we've tried to um, unify and make that information sort of, um, yeah, like I said, unified across the board. So the information which we speak about when vendors are displayed and products are displayed is mm-hmm. formulated in a way that you can look at 10 different products in different categories, but that the layout of the information is always the same. So it's easy to understand and absorb for you know any type of individual from tech novices to tech experts in a sense. Um and right. that that helps with you know the whole experience of the platform, obviously, for people. And aside from this comparison and kind of, you know, search engine, let's say, Mm -hmm. are there any other capabilities within the platform? Uh, Right now, uh, we have the product comparison tool. We have uh, an advisory services aspect on the platform as well, where... Uh, people from the industry can basically come to this service and say, okay, I need somebody to objectively and in a tech agnostic way um, help give me advice about a certain issue I'm having in my business, for example, right? Without being sold a solution straight away because uh, people are very wary of, uh, and we've heard this from uh, focus groups, which we've held with people from the industry, 
people are sometimes very wary of approaching a, a vendor immediately to ask questions because they don't want to fall into the sales cycle straight away and being sort of pushed to sign a yeah. deal, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes they are just unfamiliar with a technology and they just want to speak to somebody first and say like, hey, tell me more, right? Like help me understand this before they actually want to talk about potentially even doing a deal in a sense, right? They're they're just there to learn. So we've um, we've added an element to Explore Tech about that. And we've handpicked some subject matter experts from the industry who are, um, you know, uh, tech agnostic, they don't work for vendors, but they've always been involved in RFPs, implementations, et cetera, in hospitality and travel so that they know they've had their hands dirty, right? They know what it takes in a sense. Uh, and they, yeah. they can speak from experience. Um, we have more plans for next year to introduce uh, uh, an RFP tool into the platform so that the whole sales process of you know, um, actually procuring technology can be made more efficient as well. And uh, there, there are some other tools as well, like tech stack builders, uh, benchmarking tools for hotels related to their tech stack, uh, which we're introducing as well. So there's there's going to be a bunch of additional tools available. Um, and for vendors, the same. We're uh, introducing localization services right now on, uh, into Arabic, of course, for their content. Uh, but we'll be introducing other languages as well. Uh, French being one of the first, probably with a perspective on, on Africa and that being an important language in many countries. Um, but we will add more languages going forward as well. Right, that sounds really interesting. And the revamp, you've just launched a new version or upgraded version of the platform, right? Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell me, you know, what were the upgrades? Uh, were there any new features or uh, a different look and feel? It's definitely a different look and feel. We wanted to make sure that the 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 search and the navigation experience experience was improved upon a lot. Um, and we've added a lot more content to the platform as well in terms of vendors and products. Um, whereas during our MVP, we first wanted to just, you know, try the try the platform. We had about 30, 30 odd vendors on the platform. We invited a user base who we knew well to say like, hey, come tell us about the experience, use the platform, what is missing? You know, what would you like to see extra? And from that, really, we basically built out our own new platform, in a sense. And um, in terms of new functionality, the search has been hugely improved upon um, in terms of the both, um, you know, categories and how people discover things, the, the recommendations which people get through machine learning in terms of like, hey, this is a comparison you should be looking at. Um, so that's been vastly improved um, and like I said, there are some backend definitely uh, things which maybe might not seem obvious when you come to the platform, which but which allow us to scale the content a lot quicker to bring it, um, you know, to make it more intuitive for people to find things. So like in terms of internal search engine optimization with keywords and things like that, uh, that has vastly improved. Um, we've really focused on the user experience in terms of the new platform in terms of adding functionality we said like we know what we want and there are certain things which we've done already uh, but we first wanted to make sure that we really hit the spot in terms of the feedback we've received from users about how they navigate through the platform and what they wanted to see as improvements 
completely understandable, you know, user experience is everything, mm, right? 100%. And we're so used to intuitive, you know, phones and search engines. You just expect the same kind of level of user experience from platforms like uh, like Explore Tech, right? But you've mentioned uh, mm. you've invited um, 30 something vendors. How many vendors do you have now on the platform? Uh, now there's already close to 250 vendors with products. Uh, but initially, when we launched the platform in the early days, we had around 35 vendors on the platform. Um, and that's you know that grew over the period. And really, from from the summer period, from about August onwards, we increased our team size, and we were able to onboard a vendor support team. And we said, like, okay, let's listen to what users told us about they want to see more content. And we started preloading vendors and their products onto the platform okay. so that we made sure that in in every category which people would look, that there would be content. There would they would find solutions, yeah. not just, you know, what we thought. Uh, were sort of the first ones we should be, uh, you know, introducing on the platform. But we are really, you know, looking at it comprehensively of like, hey, in terms of uh, guest internet solution providers for hotels, who are all the solution providers out there, right? Not just the ones which people know about or which have the most brand mm -hmm. awareness. Um, and that's, you know, really one of the principal goals as well. Like we want to make sure that people when they're looking for solutions that they don't just fall back on uh, certain, maybe a few names which they've heard about, right? They should be really comparing as many vendors as possible for themselves to find the one which fits with them, the right one for them. Yeah. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. You know, you, you've got so many startups now with brilliant ideas, fantastic technology. Yeah you know fantastic exactly. solutions platforms um and i think you know you're giving them this access right to the industry and and that's absolutely you know fantastic like you said yeah. we tend to look mostly at big names that have been on the market for a long long time but it doesn't necessarily mean that these are the best choices right in in each no exactly exactly this is so true uh, and we've seen some success stories of those smaller startups, right? Who, um, you know, they're based overseas. They're based in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, they have small teams, 10, 20 people, 30 people. They don't have a lot of resource themselves to go to trade shows, to do a lot of marketing yeah. activities across the globe. So for them, a platform like ExploreTech is ideal because they're joining a much larger uh, effort in a sense, right? To bring people together to find solutions, right? And just their visibility on the platform itself already brings them a much larger exposure than what they normally would have had in a sense, um, had they just gone about it themselves and maybe hoped on word of mouth or maybe they visited one trade show and did some yeah. meetings and then maybe hope to close uh, some business from that, right? It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, in for especially for smaller companies it's it's very effective for them in a sense to uh, to build brand awareness like this absolutely and uh, and in terms of users is a number you could share with me how many people are right. already on the platform 
So we, uh, when we launched the platform in February, we purposely invited around 150 industry professionals who we knew uh, were, you know, uh, involved in yeah. procuring technology, comparing them, et cetera, for their businesses. And we said, okay, tell us what you think about the platform and, you know, st start using it from here. That grew organically towards the end of summer to about 1,300 monthly uh, users on the platform. Uh, but we actually have a user base, uh, an existing contact database of over 5,000 contacts in the region. Um, but, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that we could talk to those users when we had the right platform, right? So now that we've launched uh, that second iteration, now is when we've really started that engagement in a much more act proactive way with all of that user base to say like, hey, now the platform is how we intended it. Now it's ready for you. And, you know, please come and, and use it for your own uh, sourcing of solutions. Um, and, you know, from here is when we grow, right? We've activated now a real uh, digital marketing strategy around the platform. We're doing a lot more marketing activities, uh, you know, through search, through, you know, uh, things like LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, so that that user base will start to grow, you know, yeah. very quickly from here on as well. I also think it's a perfect moment because um, we see that COVID obviously inspired digital transformation, right? And it touches on a lot of different aspects. Uh, at the beginning, you could say it was a bit ad hoc, you know, chaotic, because it was basically, you know, doing whatever we can to ensure um, relatively smooth operations, right? So QR codes, mobile check-ins, but let's do it quickly. Let's do it, you know, because because we need to we yeah. need to serve the client. Quick and dirty, so to say. We just need yeah, to make it exactly. work. exactly. But then, you know, now we're in this phase where, you know, recovering, planning for the future, we know what challenges uh, lie within our infrastructure which is legacy quite often very old right and and you know we've got a lot of systems a lot of applications that don't talk to, you, to each other uh, and then there are people talking about blockchain and metaverse you know so you get almost like completely different worlds right um so uh, I mm -hmm. spoke to a couple of hospitality managers here in Dubai and and there's clearly a trend you know now of designing long-term, um, let's say, IT or tech strategies. Um, and some hotels are thinking about a holistic approach and full digital transformation. Some are just adding bits and pieces here and there, trying to, you know, keep up with the market. Yeah. And um, I'm curious to, to, you know, to get your view on that. Uh, Based also on your observations, you know, searches on the platform. Yeah, I assume you've got a lot of data and a lot of insights also, like I said, based on what people are looking for, right? What are the biggest trends now? And is it really, is it really that moment of tech revolution in the hospitality industry? Has it started? I, I wouldn't call it a tech revolution yet, right? Because um, as you correctly said, there is a lot of legacy infrastructure in the industry. And... Hospitality in general has proven to not be the fastest to adopt to new technologies, right? Um, I, I will say that COVID has had a drastic impact on the industry in a 
positive aspect as well. Some, as you said, technologies had to be adapted very quickly, uh, like self-check-in, like uh, contactless ordering. And I think through that, a lot of businesses realized um, not just like the types of solutions which exist in that, but also they probably realized how important it is to have the right integrations to implement that kind of technology. So some, as you said, might have adopted something sort of, you know, uh, quick and dirty, you know, something which works with a QR code and it goes to a little website and then you can order something. But uh, I think a lot of hospitality businesses have realized like, hey, wait a second, if I want to do this properly in terms of allowing guests to do a lot of contactless interactions and do things by themselves, I need to look at this holistically and, you know, pick a solution provider who has, you know, integrations, not just to my F&B, but to my door locks, to my in-room tech, to my front office, et cetera, right? So that it's, um, so that it's really efficient, right? I, I think there's five main drivers for management in hospitality these days. And those resolve around uh, increasing revenue, of course, uh, increasing customer loyalty, uh, um, uh, driving um, sort of like uh, the the, the mm-hmm. operating cost of the business down. And then the last two are related to the employee efficiency and the employee engagement in the in the business, right? Those, those are four, uh, sorry, five really sort of um, high on the radar topics. Uh, the solutions which apply to those are, you know, many in a sense, right? But um Definitely, we were born out of COVID. So for us, there's not really like a before and after difference of what people have searched for. Like we realize what people are searching for now. Um, I think a lot of hotels have definitely looked at contactless technology with seamless integrations, like I said, uh, allowing guests to do more interactions and bookings direct from their mobile device. Uh, Upselling solutions are definitely uh, still in, in trend. And whatever sort of uh, tools drive more direct bookings and more conversion uh, to the hotels, right? So it could be from their websites, et cetera. Um, but it's uh, for for other properties, it still comes down to the basics of, you know, uh, adopting a revenue management system for the first time, for example. Uh, every, every hospitality business has a different maturity, right? And a different sort of speed of adoption. Um, so... I think the whole contactless and QR codes in restaurants, you know, this was easy to apply because you could have a PDF document, which was on a, you know, hosted somewhere and you could just have mm-hmm. a QR code, yeah. which would lead to this PDF where people could see a menu, right? Um, that that was the basic of what people could do, but allowing somebody to do a contactless check-in with ID scanning and all that that kind of stuff, right? And being able to have a, a key card uh, in their mobile device so that they don't have to pass by reception. That's quite a complex, um, you know, integration which you need to have and a solution. Uh, so that's not that straightforward to do. And there's not many providers who provide that holistically as well. So, um, and yeah, for us, we're able to feature that clearly with key features of providers so that people can identify that very quickly of like, okay, these are all vendors in contactless solutions, but hey, this one does this, 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 which these guys don't. So, you know, let me let me dig deeper and let me contact this, uh, this vendor to ask yeah. them more questions. I think so. another thing 
that I see is security, right? I've read a couple of articles recently. I think there was a study or research done on that topic. And uh, most of the hospitality managers, most of the IT professionals uh, said that security is one of the biggest concerns or on top of their priorities. Yes, do you also see that mm-hmm. based on on the re- uh, the search insights? Yes, I I think we need to sort of like talk about there about how uh, how much at risk are different types of businesses, right? There have been plenty of examples in the past of large hospitality businesses being targeted um, uh, by hackers by data security flaws. You know, Marriott, IHG recently had a big issue uh, as well. Um, and Marriott at the time was with Starwood, etc., when they had sort of taken Starwood on. Um, so there have been plenty of examples of this. I think for smaller independent hotels, the risk is probably less because they, they hold less data from guests. So they might not be a target yeah. uh, per se, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't take security seriously. I mean, they should, of course, right? But for independent properties, it comes more around how do you handle customer data, right? The credit card information and things like that, right? How is that taken care of? Um, you know, making sure that it's not printed, that it's not emailed to people, that kind of information. Uh, I think those basics are more revolved around training mm-hmm. people on property. But if we're talking about infrastructure security and making sure that you don't have any um, sort of flaws in your site uh, where people can log in and maybe access data from guests. Uh, I think you're talking more to, you know, regional brands and chains, et cetera, who take yeah. that matters more seriously, right? And they're look, they're definitely looking for solutions there to keep themselves secure. Uh, and that is definitely an, an IT uh, topic, right? It's not something which somebody who's in sales or revenue management would be thinking about. No, absolutely. Um, You didn't mention um, a couple of like super hype topics right now, right? So you didn't didn't mention the metaverse. Mm -hmm. You didn't mention, uh, you've not said anything about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, right? Which seem to be like... It's literally news about NFTs. Every day? Every five minutes. Yeah, every five minutes, exactly. I with Nike, Adidas, Hennessy, well, Tiffany, you name it, like luxury brands, sport brands, hotels. There's more and more hotels, as I see, issuing issuing or entering into partnerships with NFT companies, uh, either, either issuing a souvenir NFT or getting more involved in, for example, redesign of the customer loyalty program. But it, it seems that it's not mm-hmm. something that you see on on the platform, right? No, and I I think it's very sort of scattered, right? The approach. Um, there is definitely a lot of discussion uh, in the hospitality and travel industry in general about the application of yeah. blockchain and the metaverse, um, but there are not really many widely adopted solutions for it. Uh, if I'm honest, like uh, there are many concepts which people are talking about, but I've not seen one successfully applied on a large scale yet myself. Right? Um, if you think about the, the the you know the large players in the in the travel and hospitality uh, industry, you know people like Expedia, people like uh, Booking Holdings, uh, you know Marriott, Hilton, large chains who have resources mm-hmm. uh, to potentially invest 
in these kinds of solutions. They haven't successfully done anything yet in in that space, right? Not to a large scale. They might have experimented here and there, right? To 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 try, um, and there's been uh, platforms which have existed for years, like Winding Tree, uh, which is around blockchain in the travel industry, uh, but again, hasn't been widely adopted across the industry yet, yeah. right? There's um, it's very. I think it's still very conceptual, right? And and NFTs is, I know it's something very direct to consumer. Uh, if if and it doesn't maybe, it wouldn't be very applicable to all types of brands, right? Like if if and hotels and especially chains are very much about that. If you look at um, if you look at you know any of the big chains, how many different brands they have, and uh, let's take Marriott as an example, you know anything from a Ritz Carlton and a Saint Regis to a W, right, which is all luxury, and they have sort of Marriott executive apartments and sort of like you know uh, more long stay and budget brands as well, right? How does NFT apply to those different brands? It's is it something which Marriott could apply holistically across the entire portfolio? Or would they say, well, NFT is kind of like very techy and certain generation of customers really appreciate that. So it should only be for this particular brand, which we have, right? Uh, Moxie, for example. Moxie is kind of a new brand from Marriott, kind of like a Gen Z traveler type brand. Maybe they will try and experiment with this kind of, uh, you know, NFT interaction on one brand first before they maybe, you know, do it to other brands. Um, but like I said, it's still very scattered. It's still very conceptual. I've not personally seen it widely adopted in a, on a large scale yet. So it's kind of wait and see what happens. Blockchain has tons of potential for sure, especially in travel, but it would have to be an initiative which is driven from the top down, right? From um, maybe several larger organizations who gather together and say like, okay, let's let's put something into play which makes all our lives easier. Yeah, like IATA, for example. Yeah, right? for there's example. A, there's I, this IATA COVID passport project. Mm -hmm. Identity services in general. Identity validation plus, um, let's say, traveler tracking. Yeah, and I think traveler personalization as well, right? Like your 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 wishes and your wants and your needs. Yeah. Um, who do you share that information with? Um, maybe all of your personal profile, your sports and your likes and your favorite food, etc. Maybe that's all in a profile for you as a in 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 a blockchain. But then you choose which what information you basically give out to you know, what type of organization. If I'm flying with Emirates, of course, they want to know if I'm allergic, uh, if I have allergies to certain yeah. food, right? And maybe what my preference is in terms of drinks. Like if I'm going onto the airplane and I'm a loyalty member of Skywards and I board the flight, how nice is it if I get my favorite drink, right? From the cabin crew who are basically serving me. That That's real personalization. So like I said, there's definitely mm -hmm. conceptually things which could work, but how, how who's going to develop it right and who's the driver of it and who are the first adoptees of that technology that's i think that's what's really holding it back um who's who's going to make the initial investment yeah i think i think you've you've covered a lot of a lot of interesting points uh 
first of all, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of success stories, right? Uh, as you've mentioned, um, you know, we've got Emirates, we've got we've actually we do have success stories, or we do have um, some examples, but but I think there's still you know not enough of of those success stories in the press. Uh, if you if you have FTX you know going bust yes, the whole exactly. world is talking about it right and you know and gets a lot of media coverage uh, good use cases and then and you know actual success stories showing how that technology that sits on blockchain whether it's nfts or you know web3 or whatever how that actually creates more efficient processes and so yeah. on and so on that that doesn't make the headlines so that's one issue and obviously yeah. this this creates an issue of trust right um there's a but 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 another thing which i think you also alluded yeah. to is lack of supply side uh there is hospitality, and I think you're going to agree with that, is yes. heavily reliant on tech vendors, right? You don't have naturally in-house blockchain developers, let's say. Your your in-house IT typically, you know, manages the network, and it's it's a different type of... Yeah, a different, of, type, uh, of, of, uh, different type of experience and different, and different uh, scope of work, what they do, right? Uh, I think yeah. you only find those kinds exactly. of people who are looking at, hey, what is the next big thing? Thing and do we build or do we buy? You'll find that in the large chains, right? The Marriotts, the Hiltons, etc. There are people who are looking after that, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. yeah exactly. But then they have innovation hubs and you know and and whole strategy teams and so on. It doesn't come from from um, properties on the ground. It comes from the corporate. Yeah, very rarely it will come from that. I've seen some innovations which have started as ideas and sort of been brought from there um but it's it's very rare right like one one other i i can think of maybe one other example in blockchain which uh, is related to hospitality but it's more in the back right it's related to uh supply and inventory management right um so where potentially it might be a legislator who introduces a system and then all of the suppliers towards hospitality in, you know, wherever that legislator is have to abide by that sort of blockchain. So, you know, um, this piece of meat from Brazil was imported, which date, by who, et cetera. And, you know, is, is food security, things like that. I, I could see it being uh, coming more rapidly from there than it being developed from a, a, um, a commercial point of view in a sense right like um, mm -hmm. it, um that's my expectation i know that there are legislators especially in this region who are very sort of uh, outgoing uh, they're looking forward into the future what is the kind of thing we need to adopt i mean we live in a city of dubai which adopted e-government very quickly um, i mean what's yeah. What can you not do online these days with, I mean... And I, we've got a lot of systems on blockchain, right? Or mm -hmm. leveraging blockchain, which as individuals, we don't even realize. Yes, potentially. Abu Dhabi yeah. last week probably announced that the ADGM courts are launching a legal blockchain system. I saw that. Uh, I saw that, that yeah. you, you saw that with, with a digitized ruling. So, you know, it just makes your life so much better so much easier when you get access to 
um, all the judgments online and there are they are certified so you don't have to go through that process and you know spend time and money uh, doing that right that yep, just exactly that just exactly. works so perfectly I, so that's why i said i think that kind of tech right which is affecting hospitality i i, I believe it would probably come faster from a legislator point of view than that it comes from a commercial point of view. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I wish you know somebody could prove me wrong, right? Like I'd love it for to not be like that. But um, I, I'd love if next year we suddenly see a, a, a piece of tech which applies to hospitality and travel where everyone gets very excited and suddenly says, "Wow, this is." This is it, right? This is what we should be using, but uh, I'm I've yet to see it, right? Uh, that uh, nobody's tipped the sleeve on it yet. I I think I think we're gonna see more and more of that um, because blockchain is maturing, right? There's mm-hmm. there's uh, more and more solutions and more and more vendors or or companies that are looking into solutions based on blockchain. And you know we we were chatting about security. Well, blockchain gives you that security, right? Yep. Uh, your your data. Well, it, I don't want to say that it's hundred percent, you know, bulletproof because it's not. And we we've seen examples where, you know, blockchains were hacked, but it is so much more secure than the databases that uh, sit in most of the properties, right? Yeah. And um, I think, um, you know, if if automation is something which is going to be adopted quicker in the industry, things like blockchain might be more important for that, right? To to remove yeah. the manual inputs of people, etc. Um, I, I see some vendors and some hotel companies who are moving more towards automating certain manual processes, right, through bots uh, in their in in their businesses. So they either they code it with you know windows automation or they go to sort of other vendors uh, who basically supply these kind of bots pre-made in a sense right or who can customize it for them so maybe you know maybe blockchain will be essential for some of the automation in the industry right which uh, again comes back to that drive of lowering the operating expense of hospitality businesses which is top of mind for a lot of managers yeah and what about metaverse? You know, it's 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 so overhyped now. It's yeah. <laughs> you also see, you know, news. There's there's a, there's a hospital in the metaverse now in in the UAE. There's you know there's more and more more and more companies also entering this space this way or another, right? Because yeah. there are also different use cases and different versions of metaverse. Let's say. Yeah. What's you know? Do you see any use cases for hospitality, and do you see any vendors? Uh, there's that very few. Uh, there's a few vendors who do like, for example, booking experiences for hotels. So uh, a ho- I remember a company called Hotelverse. They basically build a replica of a hotel in a digital form, and that you can basically. So they build a digital replica of a hotel and then you can basically see the room which you're booking, what the view is, and things like that, right? But in terms of, and maybe this is just influenced by my personal opinion on this as well. Like for me, travel is about physically going somewhere and experiencing it, right? Um, as much as it's the technology of metaverse is fantastic because you can see things which maybe you don't have a chance to travel to because of uh, it's expensive or maybe you don't have time or maybe you are incapacitated in some way, right? Like uh, think about people who are wheelchair bound 
how do they get to this travel to the Great Barrier Reef or go to Japan or go to, go to the World Cup in Qatar, for example, right? So mm-hmm. there, there's definitely opportunities for metaverse, right? Uh, but I, I just find it difficult to see an application for it. Um, and is that then more an augmented reality experience or is it really that virtual experience, right? But then, like I said, the pure virtual experience is like, I don't know, that's for me, travel is not that, right? Like if I'm traveling, it's the it's the actual being somewhere physically and having the weather and the sounds and, you know, the, the touch of it in a sense, right? And I think that's, yeah. that's very hard to replicate. And therefore, I, I think travel is very much, it's a people business, it's an experience business. And I have kids and they like, they like, you know, uh, virtual reality things, etc., and uh, and I've done it with them, and it's a great experience. But it, there's still something lacking there, right? In terms of like, um, you know, physically being able to go there. But that's maybe that's just me personally. Um, somebody might, somebody else might, you know, create something fantastic as an experience in metaverse for travel, and then yeah. it goes wild. Let's see. Yeah, I think, you know what, now after COVID, um, you know, there are very different trends, right? You see experiential Mm. tourism, you see revenge tourism, you see people really wanting to, uh, well, not lock themselves up again in the, you know, in the room. They, people just want to go out and, and experience the real world, right? But on the other hand, this phase... (laughs) <laughs> will also you know it's go away and 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 we may see with the developments around metaverse you know haptic suits and more and more you know experiences will become closer to the reality uh, whether i think it's yeah. good and we should do that you know or whether i think hospitality should be concerned that tourism will drastically drop because people will be experiencing you know or traveling in the metaverse probably not very soon i don't think that's gonna happen very soon what i do see though are are um you know things like virtual trainings right with haptic gloves with yes exactly that's that's something i think mice mice will be affected by this i believe because i i can see the benefit of uh, and i i've i've been there myself where you have to travel somewhere for uh for a day or two days to sit in a conference room with a bunch yeah. of people for one day, right? Yeah. It's a meeting. And yes, being together with those people is important for bonding, etc. I get it, right? But I, I think there's some optimization there which could happen where you could have those virtual meetings, right? In in the metaverse, in a virtual reality space, etc. And, you know, be more physically around each other is sort of right sort of um, yeah <laughs> it's better than it, it's it's better than sitting on a zoom call for five yeah, hours true. right and discussing something uh with well, a bunch you, you of see we don't know might... that because if you if if you consider you know the oculus and the experience i don't know you said you've uh you've played with your kids mm-hmm. right but these things are not super comfortable not for a not for yet not, not yet, yet but i i, I expect that 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 kind of technology will rapidly yeah. develop. I mean, uh, I know that 
Apple is due to come with a new device which does augmented and virtual reality. There's a lot of rumors about what it's going to look like. It'll p- probably still be a little bit clunky, uh, but you know, look how far mobile devices have come in 10 years, right? Um, I, I think that's a technology which will definitely yeah. advance where, you know, Google Glass was one of the first things which kind of like um, was out there for augmented reality. And back then it was very weird. And, you know, people were kind of like looking at people with Google Glass as weirdos as well, right? And, you know, and Google stopped it eventually, right? But that doesn't mean that that trend went away. It it was just too early, probably, yeah. right? To really yeah. sort of do that already. Um, but that kind of interaction of having something small, which you could just put on, and it's not like a big clunky device, which you put on. I think that was the right mindset for it, right? Um, so technology will advance and that will get smaller and easier to adopt where maybe you're just wearing sort of a big sunglasses and that's it. But right? I think there, um, there's also a company, yeah, Ray-Ban is, I think, working on... on uh, uh, there's a lot like of, that. there's yeah. so many, right? Because I, I think it has a lot of potential. So there's definitely a lot of companies trying to invest in that kind of tech to make augmented and virtual reality easier to adopt yeah. right because it does have a lot of potential but i think for for travel for leisure limited but f- from a mice perspective meetings and things uh, yeah for sure yeah. right oh somebody somebody got sick they couldn't travel they can still attend a meeting in a sense right so because they can be there virtually with the others yeah the, the, there's a, I've, I've actually i've recorded an episode on this uh on this uh, topic and i was also talking in that episode about uh, um, virtual trainings and uh, my friend actually in dubai is working with a hotel and a company and they they are building a virtual training program set in the mm-hmm. metaverse however you understand the metaverse right <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think I think it's more uh, of a very immersive virtual experience, but doesn't matter. But another thing is um, site inspections. You know, uh, when you're mm-hmm. an event organizing company, for example, you also have to send people somewhere to scout. You know, to 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 check the the venues. Um, you know. Uh, they have to travel. They have to spend a lot of money and a lot of time on that. So I think, I think for event planners, um, that would be a perfect solution. So if uh, if a hotel, if a venue has a digital twin where you can, you know, enter, meet with the salesperson from the venue, you can have a full walkthrough. You can mock up or arrange chairs or arrange, you know, uh, the F and B or the, the the catering area. You can you can play with that space, you know. Um, check the colors, check the lights, check this, and like I think yeah. that would and be I, very I, useful. I think a lot of that, a lot of that is already possible with even augmented reality. Yeah. I, I've seen a company uh, from Scandinavia who can create. Uh, you scan a QR code with your mobile and it brings up an augmented reality sort of like city view or resort view, whatever, mm-hmm. which you can zoom in on, etc. Like it, it exists already, right? But like I said, it's very sort of scarce, right? It's very sort of, um, you know, individualistic and not very widely adopted. Uh, do the solutions exist? 100%, right? Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's 
still difficult to adapt it widely in a sense. Uh, but there's some there's some cool stuff out there. I've seen it, um, and uh, I'd love I'd love to see it more widely adopted. This the uh, the one I just told you about the augmented reality thing. I immediately thought of trade shows. Like you're yeah. walking around a trade show and you're you're a, a big brand. Let's take Atlantis, Kirzner, for example, right? They're at many trade shows because they're opening the Royal Atlantis soon. Uh, all what they would have to do is have a giant QR code on the ground in front of their stand, which people would scan with their mobile and boom, they can see the resort in front of them, right? And zoom in and out and, you know, walk around it, et cetera. Like how amazing would that be, right? For for a hotel brand to do that at a trade show. Um, so like I said, the, the solutions are out there, but it's just about the adoption, right? The adoption rate is still, um, you know, low in that sense. And I suppose Explore Tech can have a very positive impact on innovation adoption in hospitality because you're bringing that technology closer to hospitality professionals, making it mm -hmm. easier for them to, to, to find a solution that they're looking for, right? And then you're opening, yeah. you're opening the, the door to a hospitality world for more um, companies. So... Exactly, exactly. And it's um it's it's an awareness perspective on both sides, yeah. right? Like the vendors are trying to bring their awareness about themselves to people, but for the on the other side, we're trying to bring awareness of new tech and solutions and etc. to you know to the users, to the buyers of technology, right? Which maybe they were not aware of. Um so um so it goes both ways. Perfect. So uh, what's next for ExploreTech? You just launched a revamp. Uh, what's next on your on your roadmap? Well, next is uh, hopefully a, a, a bit of downtime to uh, <laughs> basically uh, calm down from this period leading up to the launch of the new platform because we were like super busy with the entire team towards that. Um, we we have an event which is happening this week with uh, HSMEI, which we're attending. Uh, and then sort of, you know, December is upon us. So I expect things will quiet down a little bit uh, uh, in that respect. But next year, there's a lot of activity around uh, adding new functionality to the platform, um, you know, in, in, you know, having more engagements with more vendors onto the platform. Uh, we have some other ideas, which, um, you know, from a platform perspective, it could be applicable to certain you know, um, uh, other companies in a sense. So uh, there's there's tons of ideas and even working with legislators, working with Dubai Tourism, Saudi Tourism on maybe mapping out the tech stack of the hotels in their, you know, in their region, for mm -hmm. example, or in their city, if you're talking about Dubai Tourism, which could help them analyze, you know, the ability of the destination. Uh, the, the simple example I give to people is, uh, let's say Dubai tourism at one point says, look, look, as a destination, we want to stand out from others, right? So we want to make it so that guests who come to Dubai should be able to check in online to their hotel, whatever hotel they're staying at, right? So, okay, how can they achieve that? They first need to know which hotels already are able to do that, right? With their existing tech stack, which hotels have the tech stack to support solutions, which can enable that, and which hotels need to upgrade their tech stack to be able right. to adopt those solutions. Yeah. So by us helping Dubai Tourism map out the tech stack of the hotels in their city, 
they could at the click of a button say like how achievable is this and how much time would it take which solution yeah. providers do we need to speak to as dubai tourism to say like hey we want you to be active in our destination because we want to enable this as a destination as dubai right like come to dubai you can check in online right uh not just for your flights but also for your hotel um so you know, there's there are some interactions which are possible with legislators as well, right? Where we can assist them, and um, that's probably uh, uh, next year's initiatives uh, for sure. Some of them. That project that you've just mentioned, you know, Emirates just uh, uh, launched a, a biometrics uh, enhancement at the Dubai airport, right? And the thing that was available to mm-hmm. GCC nationals, where you could go, you know, without basically touching your documents, your passports, etc. Because face scanners were there and, you know, it was just so smooth. The same thing is now going to be enabled for international yeah. travelers, should they wish to, should they wish to, to leverage their biometric oh, that's great. data. So these type of projects, you know, Dubai is famous for their innovative approach, right? So I think these type of projects, you know, um, digital identity, digital, you know, fully fully online check-ins, I think it's absolutely possible. And I think you're you're perfectly positioned to support that, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's just, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just conceptually thinking about it, right? But there's opportunities for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I think it was, a, it was great to learn a bit more about Explore Tech. Very powerful platform, which I think is genuinely going to have a very positive impact on the on the industry in terms of the diffusion of, of or raising awareness, both about the vendors, but also the needs of hospitality managers or hospitality professionals, right? So best of luck uh, with new iterations of the platform. Let's let's leave current upgrade for now. <laughs> you know, let's, let's enjoy yeah, that, exactly. that downtime for now. And uh, let's catch up uh, next year to see where we are with the platform and, you know, to see what else are you launching. No, that would be great. I, I thank you so much for your kind words, Dominica. Uh, it's it's been an exciting ride already for us, and you know, it's I, I feel like we're just at the beginning. Obviously, uh, we still have tons of ideas and a long way to go, and there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, exciting things happening uh, over the next year. So uh, it would be great to catch up uh, again next year sometime to to share more details. Absolutely. All well, fingers crossed. And th- thanks again so much. And take care. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And you can also post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. You can also follow Hospitalityverse on LinkedIn. And as usual, all links and resources are available in the episode notes and on hospitalityverse.io. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.